the word informs our actions faith is an act there is the psychology of faith there is the attitude of a winner there is the word or attitude of a champion now faith is a weapon hallelujah our faith is a weapon glory be to god we should be conscious to the degree of our faith being a weapon to the degree that we're ready to use it in case of need hallelujah so it has to be like conditioned reflex for us where we train ourselves to deploy our faith glory be to god that was why jesus said to the disciples where is your faith where is your faith when the storms came he expected them to absolutely use their faith but they didn't use their faith so he said where is your faith so faith is a weapon praise the lord ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, and th that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins gathered about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with our prayers, supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. For me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Hallelujah. And so faith is a weapon. We deploy it when the enemy sends us something that we're not expecting. We resist the adversary by faith. Hallelujah. If God says something to you and it appears that something is, is trying to go contrary to what you believed, you should resist with your faith. Hallelujah. God expects us to do that. Amen. Jesus absolutely expects us that when things happen, we will deploy our faith. If we don't deploy our faith... Uh, well, there'll be trouble. And he's not responsible for whatever it is that has gone wrong. Hallelujah. Now, we read some of this the other time when we, you know, and I'm just going to go right through it. Then we'll go to the fact of, because it has something to do with us, mixing our faith with it. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Luke chapter 8 verse 22 now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. 
and they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the region of the water, and they ceased. And there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and the water, and they obey him. This is about the place where we stopped. Rather than, you know, focus on what Jesus was trying to cause them to understand, they were looking at how, you know, great his, his you know, what he was doing was. And that was not what he wanted them to look at. He wanted them to know that what he was, what he did, they could have done. Hallelujah. But they didn't do that. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, we're going to go, let's study from Hebrews 3, 18. And to whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. You cannot enter into the promise of God if you're walking in unbelief. You cannot enjoy the promise of God. Enjoy the things he's talking about. Come into possession without believing. Hallelujah. Christianity is a believing lifestyle. We believe to see. The world sees to believe. Hallelujah. God is a spirit. And because he's a spirit... We, our eyes, physical eyes, do not see God. We relate with God from our human spirits. God is a spirit. Hallelujah. God is not a man. God is a spirit. Hallelujah. And because of that, the element of believing is necessary. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And if we choose unbelieving, it's a choice. We choose to believe or not to believe. Some people um, uh, use hope for faith. Praise God. You know, they, 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 they believe up to the degree that sometime God is going to do something. But your faith has to go, or your believing has to go from hope to faith, taking that thing which is in the distant I'm bringing it to the here right now. Making it a present day reality for it to work for you. Amen. Well, let's keep reading it. It said, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. It said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Praise the Lord. Now, what was he talking about? You know, God had promised the children of Israel that he was going to give them the promised land. Is that, is that true? All right. So let's go to Numbers chapter 13. When they came to the threshold of the promised land. 
And in verse 1, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Send down men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall he send a man, everyone a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. They were leaders. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to fly over their names. Uh, you can go through all their names. They're fantastic names. But I'm going to start with verse 16. <laughs> These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. Now, the only person that was not necessarily a leader was Joshua. Joshua was Moses' attendant. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. And said unto them, get you up this way southward. And go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelt therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. And what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zion unto Rehob, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman and Shishiah and Talmiah, the children of Enoch, were. These were the Nephilims. These were the giants. And now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came into the brook of Eschor and cut down from hence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they bore it between two upon a staff and, uh, and brought of the uh, pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called called the brook of Eschol because of the cluster of the grapes which the children of Israel cut down from hence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. They went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the children of, to, to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought forth word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sendest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, they be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb steal the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. 
up to this point, nobody saved. Hello? There was just a body language that made Caleb step in to steal the people. Because the way they were going, they were about to destroy everything. The Bible tells us that in a multitude of words, they wanted not sin. Now, let's, let's go back a little bit and see. Because I wanted to, I was studying and I'm looking. Why were they giving the report like that? All right? And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, go up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak. Praise the Lord. So up to the point where they said the people, or whether they be few or many, praise the Lord. And whether the land is good, you know, can we live in it? Do, do they dwell in tents or in strongholds? They just want to know. Praise the Lord. And they told him and said, we came unto the land, whither thou sentest us, us, and surely flowed with milk and honey. Beautiful, it's a great land. So, uh, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled, are very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea, and by the coast of Jordan. At this point, Caleb could see they were not saying it excitedly like people who were going to win. Faith is an act. There is the psychology of faith. There is the attitude of a winner. There is the word or attitude of a champion. Faith is an attitude. Faith is a way of thinking. Faith is a weapon. And for us, it is real. Faith is real. Faith is more real than what you see. Because everything you see is temporal. The Bible says here, and Caleb stealed the people before Moses. I said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we, we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search, to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. It's not all the people. It's just the children of Enoch that were there. But the Amorites and the Jebusites were there. The Amalekites were there. Didn't we read about them? Praise the Lord. But they concentrated on this small group of big, big boys and forgot the size of God. God never considers the giants when he's talking. They're not a factor. God doesn't care about giants. If God tells you, you are going to be the best engineer in the world, let the AIs of this world show up. You will still be the best. When looking at, they brought up an evil report. What's an evil report? An evil report is any report 
that makes it look like what God said is not true. I'll say it again. What's an evil report? An evil report is any report that is contrary to the word of God. That what God said is not true. And the devil always tries to make it look like what God said is not true. Hallelujah. So, what happened? Chapter 14. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich over all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who had believed our report? So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the enemy to stop you, he has to stop you from hearing the word of God. And you hear it from a preacher. He's going to draw you away from where the fire is. From where God is talking to you. From where you're hearing the word of God. And then he will snuff out your faith. Because you have stopped hearing. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if you stop hearing, you stop believing. Even the fear of God will leave you when you leave the environment where you're hearing about God. Do you understand? And then you start listening to your friends, to their foolishness. And you might even start believing it if you don't take time. Because fear also comes by hearing and seeing. These, these people, when, when they saw, you know, the, the rest of the children of Israel did not go with them. It was the leaders. They didn't see the giants. They didn't see the land. All they brought was the cluster of the grapes. And it was so beautiful. And Caleb said, let's go up at once. But these people were so deep in unbelief. They couldn't rise up. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. Why? Did anybody beat them up? No, they had an evil report. They had what? An evil report. Just an evil report. Destroyed their confidence. The Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Words can destroy. 
And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. You haven't even seen the people that you're supposed to fight. You have concluded that the rulers were right. You have concluded that you were, you were, you were, you were, you, they, they, that they were stronger than you. You haven't even seen them yet. Fear is confidence in the adversary's ability to hurt you when it has not happened yet. You only heard something. Hallelujah. And wherefore had the Lord brought us into this land? Now, they went from, you know, speaking against God's promise to speaking against God's servants to speaking against God. Because that was where they were going. They always felt that God was duping them, that what he was doing was not straightforward, that God was not reliable. That all these things, are you sure it's going to work? So at every point they will grumble. After all, you brought us here. You want us to die of test. God said, okay, calm down. They, you know, uh, go speak to the rock or strike the rock. And water will come out, they will drink. They go somewhere else. You have killed us with hunger. We, we were eating garlic and onion in Egypt. They were grumbling all the way. Nothing that God did seemed to impress them. Nothing. You know, some people are like that. And that is why you always have to rehearse the things that God has done for you. Encourage yourself in God. Lest the enemy make you see the little things that didn't work and make it look like they're the main things.